0: Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on Youth Voice Amplified are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily represent the official position of the Kern County Superintendent of Schools Office. Any content provided by our guests are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, school, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Youth Voice Amplified covers a wide range of topics that can be upsetting to some listeners. Content warning for each episode and links to resources can be found in the episode show notes on our website. All names in this interview have been changed for anonymity and safety purposes, but their voices and stories are real.
1: When young people share their stories, they can change the world, but some youth voices still go unheard. Join me, Janessa Fisher,
0: and me, Brian Johnson, for this Youth-led Monthly Interview Series as young people tell their untold stories of experiences with homelessness, foster care, disabilities, teen parenting, and more.
1: Each conversation will uncover stories of hope, strength, from our youth storytellers, who want to share the best ways that we can all support youth in similar situations as theirs. If you want to know how to do better for youth or simply just be inspired, this is your show. Every youth has a story to tell.
0: Are you ready to listen? Three, two, one,
1: hey, everyone, and welcome back to Youth Voice Amplified, the podcast where every youth is heard and every voice matters. I'm your host, Janessa.
0: And I'm Brian. May is National Foster Care Month, a special time for Youth Voice Amplified to uplift voices of the youth with lived experience in the foster youth system and shine light on their incredible resiliency and strength.
1: Since we started our podcast, Brian and I have had the honor of hearing many stories of youth who have persevered in the face of adversity, and each of their stories have deeply affected our learning and understanding.
0: This is why during May, each one of our storytellers will have an important story to tell and perspective to share about foster care. By hearing their stories of hope and strength, we hope you too will join us in building a better future for all youth, past, present, and future. I would like to define foster care and give some statistics. Foster care is a temporary service provided by states for children who cannot live with their families. Although youth that are currently placed in foster care and formerly in care get a bad rep because of their background, research actually says that foster youth are three times more likely to handle complex and adverse situations better than non-foster youth. Youth that have been in the system are two times more likely to be more empathetic than non-foster. They also tend to go into humanitarian work because of the struggles they face. Some characteristics that foster youth possess are effective communication, they recognize value in others, and they also possess empathy and adaptability.
1: We also will be hearing from some foster youth allies who will share ways that you can help current and former foster youth today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook during May. We will be sharing information, tips, and best practices to support youth in foster care. We will also be answering your questions and doing some myth-busting about foster care. So let's kick off this month with our very special guest, Frenchie. Frenchie is a college student and a member of his community's Youth Advisory Board, where he lends his voice to create positive change for unhoused youth. Today, he will share, in his own words, how his life has been impacted by his experience in foster care. And where his journey after care has taken him—the good and the bad—Frenchie's story perfectly captures the purpose behind Foster Care Awareness Month: to give voice to the countless other children and youth who have experienced the system and celebrate their resiliency and strength.
0: Now, please enjoy our conversation with Frenchie. Three, two,
1: one. Yeah. Frenchie, welcome to Youth Voice Amplified podcast. We are so happy to have you on.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Frenchie, before we hear your
0: story, we would like our listeners to get to know you better. Who is a celebrity that people say you look like?
2: The younger version of Michael B. Jordan.
0: The younger version of Michael B. Jordan, like when he had his braids or he had the short hair?
1: I feel like the braids would be more accurate. I mean, honestly, I kind of, I agree with that because he does look like that to me. Like if anybody's ever watched The Wire, that's what he looks like to me. It was like the young Michael B. Jordan that plays in The Wire.
0: He looks so much different as a kid.
1: Is there anybody else that they compare you to? No. Oh,
0: wow. Not even one other celebrity they say you look like. No. Okay. (laughs) Awesome.
1: So this is a signature question here on our show. Um, Frenchie, what does youth voice mean to you?
2: Um, Youth voice basically means to me where youth get to speak out and just talk about how they feel and what struggles they're going through and how they move past it. That's really about it.
0: Frenchy, we know you wanted to come on our podcast to talk about your experience in foster care. Um, if you're willing, could you share with us and our listeners about your life growing up in care and some of the challenges you've, you've experienced?
2: Um, I faced a lot of adversity, just a bunch of um, difficult situations, like basically my sister splitting up from me at a young age. Uh, I struggled with that for a long time. Um, I was depressed for a long time and then, um, Slowly, over the years, like she hit me up like just out of random, and basically we got to talk and we actually got to see each other and when we' seen each other, it was just like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> we haven't seen each other in years, you know, so it was just really, really cool to see her and um it just it made me happy that she was just doing all right, and then now I'm actually about to be an uncle so <laughs> Ooh,
1: what <is laughs> yeah. Congrats. I love that what was okay, so back to foster care mm. what was your school life like?
2: Um, School life? um, I mean, I played basketball. I played almost all sports. I played football, soccer, tennis. Um, I was in boxing as well. And I was in wrestling too, but um, it wasn't really that interesting, to be honest. Yeah, I struggled sometimes in grades, but that was just because I was constantly being moved around or just going to, like, different um, homes and just, like, trying to get used to the homes, but I didn't like them, so I would try to my social worker oh can you move me to a different house because there's just certain issues and stuff that i would have but yeah
1: and how did you cope with those issues how did you resolve or like um help get out those feelings
2: um to be honest i would either lift weights or i would go box um one of the places that i used to box was at uh, coachella valley boxing gym and it was a really good boxing gym Um, they actually shut down, though, due to COVID. No. <laughs> and then I never, I don't know for sure if they open back up, but if they do open back up, then I would definitely go back there. But, yeah. Do you like, still currently box? Uh, No. Currently, right now, I
1: don't. But it was a really good coping skill for you when you Very. did have those emotions. Yeah, We know foster youth face a lot of challenges after the age out of the foster care system, like poverty and homelessness. Did you ever experience unstable housing after you turned 18?
2: Uh, Yes, I actually experienced a lot of unstable housing. Uh, I did go to a couple of THP places, but um, there was just issues with other clients there and I got kicked out because there's just certain issues that were just going on that I wasn't able to handle. And um, basically eventually that led me to getting kicked out of those homes.
0: And you mentioned THP. Can you, for? Our listeners, can you kind of tell us what that means, uh, the acronym THP?
2: Yeah, THP is basically Transitional Housing Program for, uh, basically, like, foster youth aging out of uh, foster care. What are some of the programs that helped you, like,
0: during this time when you were experiencing,
2: like, you know, homelessness and things like that? Um, Basically, the Dream Center. uh, I have to give a really big shout-out to the Dream Center. They really helped me a lot. Uh, Basically... um, I think it's called uh, Flood or something like that. I, I can't remember, but they they were a really good program, too. They were actually the first people that found me on the river, and they helped me out, and then they brought me to the Dream Center. So,
0: yeah, it's
2: a cool program.
0: For our like, youth uh, listeners, can you elaborate what the Dream Center is and what they do, well, like what they did for you?
2: Yeah. The Dream Center, um, basically, when I first got there, uh I was homeless, and basically they helped me like take a shower they gave me clothes food emergency food uh hygiene supplies, and just care um they showed me like different opportunities and like they started opening up like uh, i believe it's called like low barrier programs and just like a bunch of different transitional housing and stuff, so they just helped like with everything <laughs> like everything jobs um if I needed therapy, um, just mental health, uh, doctor's appointments, uh, how to get food, um, just everything. Like, they're a really good program. I would really recommend it to anybody struggling. Like, it's it's a very good program.
0: And also, since you define the Dream Center, can you mention what Flood has done for you? Yeah.
2: Flood, basically, um, they actually, I didn't really know too much about Flood when I first picked up by them but basically what they do is they go around to uh different cities and they look out for like homeless and stuff and they try to help like those that are like on the river or like say for instance like just homeless in general and they go around and um they basically like try to help them out they try to give them like places like information to where they can shower like get food uh
1: Frenchy you had to face a lot of struggles and challenges on your own what kept you going
2: Um, What kept me going was basically there's a movie I used to watch. It's called Meet the (laughs) Robinsons. It's basically their motto is keep moving forward. Um, Basically, that stuck with me for the rest of my life because regardless of what situation you go through or whatever you're facing, like you always can move forward. And it's your chance, your opportunity to keep moving forward no matter what hardships you're going through because you can't stop. No matter what, like literally life moves on without you wanting it to or not. You know, you just got to keep moving forward no matter what.
0: <laughs> Can you share with us? Uh,
2: actually, you've mentioned the pandemic previously.
0: Can you share with us how the pandemic impacted you personally?
2: Uh, it impacted me very, very bad. Um, I, I did have a lot of things going on for me uh, when the pandemic happened. I lost my job. Um, I lost just a lot of friends Um, I just lost people that I thought cared about me and stuff because the fact that like I was there to help them but they were only there because I was helping them and when I stopped helping them and then basically like I stopped showing up for them and stuff like they were like oh no we're we're basically not your friend no more so I was just like oh okay (laughs) I'm gonna do my own thing you know and people that really aren't there for you, you can't really call them friends, you know? So you just gotta, I had to dug it out, stick it out, you know, keep going.
1: <laughs> Where were you in your life during the pandemic? Like, were you still in care? Were you transitioning out?
2: Um, I was just, I was out already by myself. Um, basically, like I was doing my own thing. Uh, I really didn't, like, I didn't really have any goals at the time. I was just working, like trying to stay afloat and just trying to go to school at this time, but yeah.
1: So when the pandemic hit, you lost your job, you said, yep. did you continue your school education?
2: Uh, I tried to, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the situations happened too at that school where um, basically the guy was kind of like disrespectful because I was late to school. And basically, even though I was trying, like he started like getting on my head and saying that you're always late and do-do-do. And I was just like, dude, <laughs> I'm trying you know what I mean and I'm just like you can't you can't get mad at me because of the fact that I don't have a car or anything like I would literally wake up like at 4:30 in the morning and have to walk all the way to school and it was just like miles away and I'd get there probably like like 15 minutes after the bell rang <laughs> so
1: so he just wasn't giving you a break yeah, yeah. Frenchie, your story is moving and inspiring for us to hear what does your life look like now in the now time
2: um now I'm basically I am sober. I am I have my own truck. I have a job. I am still attempting to just try to go to school. Um basically life is good. <laughs> I'm basically just building myself up. Um just slowly. Like I am still working on getting insurance for my truck, I'm fixing up <laughs> my truck right now because I got a flat tire, but <laughs> um basically I'm just going to work every day, doing what I need to do, um, budgeting, making sure that I have, like, enough money for food, um, budgeting so that way I have enough money to, like, get a new tire, um, and just making sure everything's all right, you know, and just slowly maintaining things. That's basically what I'm doing.
1: Looking back to when you were struggling so hard and, like, homelessness and all that, and then coming to now, Hmm. what does it feel like, thinking that that was the same person as now?
2: (laughs) yeah it was it's insane it's very insane like literally like when i look at myself before and like when i look at the images because i have pictures of myself on my phone from um from basically like my past and like you know how you guys see those memory reels on your iphone that pop (laughs) up um (laughs) basically like i look at them and i'm just like wow i'm like oh my gosh i've changed and then not only that but like when people see me now they're like dang dude you changed i'm just like yeah and I'm like, I had to, you know, I had to grow because it's just you can't stay in the same place forever, you know. And it's just over time, I was just like, wow. And like every day, like because there's new reels that pop up on my phone. Like to this day, I look at the pictures and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's insane. And like before, like I'm just proud of myself, you know, like um, it took me it took me a long, long time to get to where I'm at. You know, and hey, I'm proud of myself, to be honest, I'm very proud of myself
1: that's amazing i love that
0: you spoke of change like i i remember you saying in the pandemic like you know you kind of lost a lot of friends a lot Mm -hmm. of people weren't there for you and then to see your change now and how you are now was there anyone that helped you like kind of get to that that step where you are in your life now yes
2: um definitely there's a a big shout out goes to basically third tradition that's a place that basically helped me um with just mental illness they helped me with uh I had drug issues um they helped me just build my life back up and they helped me kept my head steady and they just basically were hovering over me just to keep watch of me just in case like I started slipping and they they would like intervene and they would really try to help me out and like basically tell me like oh you're doing good and like just kept telling me like you're strong you can keep going you can keep going and I was just like okay <laughs> you know and even when even when i felt like giving up like they were just there and i was just like they they i was happy you know like there are people there that actually do care and won't give up on you so
1: was that your first encounter with like people who actually cared about your well-being in that sense yeah very <laughs> yeah and as
0: far as third tradition um you said that they've, they've helped you um what exactly do they do for their our listeners that don't know about third tradition
2: um for third tradition basically they um help not only just foster youth they help uh, people that come in and they have like drug issues or if they need help with alcohol and stuff like that Um, it's a sober living basically they don't allow like any paraphernalia no drugs or anything there because uh, that goes against all the policies obviously (laughs) but basically they just help you uh, get back on your feet like just everything like say if you come in there and you're you're like homeless and you have nothing to do, like or no place to stay, like they'll give you a bed. They'll um they'll help you basically just tell you to relax the first couple of thirty days. Basically they just tell you to um chill out, relax. Don't worry about anything. Everybody there is just like really, really helpful. They um they give you food. They Everybody tells you I love you, which when I first got there, that blew my mind <laughs> because I'm not used to that. Um, they they really do care. And it's just like the people that come there, like they're genuine people. Like they really make sure you're all right. And they like if they see you struggling, like there's still somebody like that will come up to you and like ask you, are you OK? And there's so many people there that can actually relate to your story and they'll try to tell you their own story. So that way you can get something out of it. So that way you could change yourself.
1: It sounds like this place made a really big impact on. Oh you. yeah,
0: very, <laughs> very, yeah. very. What would you say are some of the most common misconceptions about foster youth?
2: Um, basically, I would say just in general um, that there's kids out there. Basically, that people like to say that they're they're they have no parents or they're no good or they can't amount to anything. They can't do this like other kids. They they're just no good, you know. Um, a lot of times, me growing up, personally, I got told that I couldn't amount to anything. I couldn't do anything. Um, I wouldn't be anybody growing up. Uh, I just turned the tables on them, and I just said, look at me now, you know, like straight up. I like, People that used to say that used to irritate me. because <laughs> I was just like, that's so not true, you know. Um, and there's foster kids everywhere. It's crazy, too, because so you won't even know like, seriously, you will not know their foster kids until they tell you. Like, a lot of people didn't know I was in foster care until I actually said something and then when I said something, they were like, oh, and they try to play the pity card and all this stuff and I'm just like, don't have pity on me. You know, because of the fact that, yeah, I'm struggling, but I'm basically coping with it and I'm actually building myself and not using myself as a victim. You know, like, I'm trying, you know, and I'm trying to get up there.
1: Do you feel like people saying that stuff about you is one of your not biggest motivators, but one of those motivators in the back of your mind when you were going through these struggles. Yes, you feel like that kind of was push one me. of the yeah. Yep,
0: keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the misconception is they uh, a lot of people are judging someone for a situation they've been in. Yep, and just those negative feelings towards it, they just kind of put that on you, and you kind of just pushed forward with it, and you didn't let that stop you from yeah <laughs> being the man you are today. So yep.
1: What do you wish people understood about youth experiencing homelessness?
2: Um, I wish that they, like, those that have kids and that those that see homeless youth, like, I really, really would strongly, like, just, if you have anything, like, just help them out or at least try to, like, talk to them and see what's going on or, like, because you never know what you could do. You could literally make somebody's day or you could help them from, doing something that they shouldn't, you know. Um, I would say just talk. That's the first thing, you know. Even if the kid's not talking to you or you could just offer them, like, a water or just anything. Like, just a little attention goes very far.
1: Do you feel like someone did that for you while you were out on the streets?
2: Me, personally, no. <laughs> okay. Nobody did that for me. I uh, I'm, I say that because... Um, necessarily me growing up I there's a lot of things that I wanted you know what I mean and like as I grew up I noticed that like a lot of people weren't really like they didn't care you know like especially about foster youth like and that sucks you know because like when you see the people that do have kids and you see them like with their kids and then you see like foster youth that are just homeless and stuff like that's sad you know what I mean like a lot of foster youth, like you don't know their situations, you know, like they don't have parents, you know, like for me, for instance, like, I don't have parents. <laughs> my my biological dad passed away in prison. Um, and then my mom is all the way in Oklahoma doing whatever she does, you know? Um, like they found me in a dumpster, so I don't necessarily, like, I don't know, you know? So I, I would just say, I would recommend like, just be slow with them, be patient, be kind you never know what situation they're coming from, you know,
0: looking back on the experiences you went through, what advice do you have for teachers and schools listening?
2: Um, my advice for teachers is, uh, be slow, uh, take your time. If you see that they're struggling, uh, don't be too hard on them because necessarily they could be doing the work and actually listening to you. But it's just the fact that they have a lot of stuff going on that they're overwhelmed. Um, You could ask them, like, do they need help, or do they need, like, extra, like, curricular activities to help them and stuff, or, like, is there a different way of teaching them? Because for me, I couldn't learn that well in high school or middle school. I struggled. I have, like, severe PTSD. Like, I struggled really bad in school, um, necessarily, it's just because the fact that when I would learn the material, um a lot of times it was just like either the teacher was going too fast or not at my pace and um it was kind of hard because for teachers like i understand that they have to go with the whole class and not just individual people but at least they could pull like that person that's struggling aside and be like oh like do you need extra help like in a good way you know what i mean and not come at them like oh like what are you doing why aren't you doing this like you know what i mean Mm but.
1: Do you feel like they came at you more on the other side where it was like, why aren't you doing your work?
2: Oh, yeah. A lot of times that's happened to me, and I was just like, (laughs) I'm struggling. Like, I I didn't know how to tell them. Like, I didn't know how to – I had no idea how to tell them. Like, I was just like, I don't know. And I would just sit there quiet. (laughs) and They would just stare at me, and I would just be like, I don't know what's going on, you know what I mean? And then uh, I remember I actually had to go to therapy to – For them to actually tell my teachers oh yeah he has a learning problem like (laughs) you have to be really slow with him (laughs) but I remember um just over the years but it's just because it was a lot of trauma that I went through um slowly over the years like I started picking up speed and I started learning like a sponge (laughs) and I just started picking up everything so
1: do you feel like if they would have given you a chance you would have been able to understand a little bit more oh
2: yeah oh yeah
0: So instead of questioning you You rather them just kind of Like lend a helping hand And actually try and help you Instead of like Why aren't you doing this Yeah
1: What would you say to youth Who are currently going through The same thing you went through Probably not the exact same thing But the same situation
2: (laughs) Yeah Um, I would basically tell them Just open up Like it doesn't hurt to ask Like literally anything When you don't ask That's your failure Uh, Mainly because of the fact that um, as you get older, you have to ask, regardless. Um, being in school, especially, like, learn as much as you can because the more you learn, the more you are gonna have more opportunities to do better in life. Um, it really does suck if you don't ask because then you won't know the outcome. For all you know, you could be walking into something better, and you you don't even know because you didn't ask the question. You know, Frenchie, what's next for you? Um, what's next for me right now is getting insurance for my truck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just basically making sure my vehicle is, uh, fully efficient, um, has tags, um, has insurance, just keep working, saving up, um, staying sober, basically, um, just building myself up, um. Eventually, I see myself down the line owning a couple businesses, um, just helping out foster youth as well, um, and just bettering myself.
0: Okay. And uh, before we wrap things up, we would like to ask you: Do you have a
2: life model? Yes, my life model is, as I said earlier, from.
1: (laughs) He did mention it. Well, I didn't realize it was your life model. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's basically. Keep moving forward from Meet the Robinsons. Um, The reason why that's my life model is just because life doesn't stop for anybody, Um, especially to those out there that are listening. It's just keep your head up. Keep moving forward. Um, No matter what you go through, it's it's possible. Anybody can tell you things, but you got to believe in yourself before you can believe in others because others will sometimes lead you astray. Keep moving forward also means that basically, even if you're going through hard times or even if you're struggling, you feel like nobody could be there for you or just you, you're just trying to figure out things for yourself and it feels like you're not nothing's going your way. Keep moving forward because it will get better. So that's all I got.
1: That's I like that. That is that is a good one. I this is a little bit of a follow up question, hmm. but when was the first time you saw that movie? Do you remember?
2: I seen that movie when I was like six years old. <laughs> do you still watch it to this yep, day? Yep, to this day I still watch it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: is it like your comfort movie? Yeah, it I is. That. It is. That is so cool.
2: I love that movie. The that movie's, movie's kind of, not
1: old, but it's kind of old now.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Thank you for trusting us with your story today.
2: No problem. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on here.
1: People don't realize how important your story is until they actually sit down and actually listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Before you know it, people are going to understand what, a little bit more about how to help youth, and what other youth can do to help each other. Yeah. And I thank think it's very valuable for you just coming on and telling your story. So like, once again, thank you. For keep uh,
2: no problem. No problem.
1: What an amazing story. Frenchy is such an advocate in this community and you can really see his soul when he speaks and where it lies.
0: Yeah. A few things I loved about his story. He, he shared about some of the, the challenges he's faced and how he's overcame them and the people that supported him along the way.
1: And I love how he gave, the, even though we asked him, he, he gave really good insight on how to help others and how others can help themselves in those situations.
0: He even gave a, advice for teachers and just people listening on how they can, you know, just take better care and be in perspective with Fox Youth and just kind of help them. When no, I, mean,
1: I think stupid. of the word empathy now, I think I think of Frenchie because of how much empathy he radiates for others. Because he didn't get that when he needed it. Mm-hmm. He is like overflowing with empathy for others.
0: And I like how he also takes his struggles and he kind of it motivates him to do better for within himself. And he wants to be the one to lead that change and help foster youth along the way.
1: I like I agree with that in the sense of like he used those hurtful words that people use towards him about something he couldn't control. And he used it as fuel to the fire. Of moving forward. I know his story will do a lot of good and I know it will bring a lot of change in schools, in providers, in youth themselves. Well, that's it for this episode of Youth Voice Amplified. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support the show, please take a moment and rate us and leave a positive review on your favorite podcast player. It'll help us spread awareness of the podcast and find new listeners.
0: Don't forget to check back in with us throughout the month of May for our bonus episode celebrating the voices of foster youth. And if you would like to learn more about Foster Youth Awareness Month and are looking for ways to support foster youth in your life, please check out our helpful resources and our show notes on our website at www.kern.org.
1: Thanks for listening and see you next time.
0: And we out of here. Youth Voice Amplified is a youth-led
1: project of the Kern County Superintendent of Schools Office, created, produced, and hosted by Janessa Fisher and Brian Johnson. With writing, research, and additional production support by Kim Silva, Allison Baptiste, and the Kern Educational Television Network. Major funding for the Youth Voice Amplified podcast is provided by the Student Achievement and Support Division of the California Department of Education through the Homeless Innovative Program Grant.